0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another episode of the Coffee Roaster Warm Up Sessions podcast. This is episode sixty, which is just sounds really nice. I like it. I don't know ten mm. past fifty. I'll take it <laughs> forty before one hundred. <laughs> um, speaking of one hundred, we should have Scott Rayo for episode one hundred. <laughs> I'm gonna get him on the podcast. You guys, that'd be fun. Episode one hundred coming to you live with Scott Rayo. It could be a live episode, so actually. It would be fun, actually. You just stream it live. I think it's. I mm. think it'd be possible. Uh, that being said, folks, today on today's podcast, this was a little bit of a turn up, turn around, turn up, turn down, turn up, turn around. Uh, Sergi just randomly was like, "Dude, you should talk about. We should talk about NFTs, and I know NFTs are a little dicey subject into these world." Okay. Um, and I know it's a little, uh, confusing for some people and it's, there's still a lot that I'm learning and that we're both learning, but I think it's actually worth bringing up here for a couple different reasons. So guys, uh, put your seatbelt on and <laughs> don't go anywhere. Um, you know, don't, don't click away. Uh, I think this is a valuable conversation because I think there's some things that we can learn from it. But that being said, let's try some batchy before we jump into this conversation. Oh,
1: that's nice. I like it. It should have went a little finer. But, you know, me and my bright coffees, this is my jam.
0: Mm. Last week's brew was better. Um, For sure. What did we brew last week? This?
1: No, we didn't yeah, brew the same coffee. We brewed
0: this coffee last week.
1: Yeah, I pulled this coffee out of our back, my backpack.
0: Yeah, I had samples up here.
1: Same roast? I don't know. I'm definitely picking it's, up grape mm-hmm.
0: yeah yes. i think as much as we've we've tasted this coffee and already printed the labels for this coffee mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. i've uh, my, my 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 thoughts on flavor yeah. notes have not waived really mm-hmm. um like as sometimes it actually does sometimes we print labels and i'm like don't know if that's uh you know yeah I don't know if that's lime candy or whatever. Yeah. Should be something else. But this was has been pretty tasty, though.
1: Yeah. Mm. Yeah, this could get a little more extraction. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say sure. it's sour.
0: No. It's no. not sour. It's it, a very soft mouth feel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's good. I, I, for sure. I think it can go, it can go finer. Um, I think that some of the sweetness is missing that we usually, we usually get like on the last podcast, I was getting a lot of it. Like when you asked me what I was picking up the La Leche that I got Mm -hmm. on the last podcast, which is like condensed milk, um, hard. I'm not getting as much of it now. Yeah. It's also what over a month off a roast or something. So it's a little dated, but folks to all you listening this weekend when this podcast episode airs, which I believe hopefully is Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, what date is it? Saturday, uh, the 6th, the 7th, Saturday, May 7th. Uh, we're going to be releasing this beautiful, tasty coffee um, that we've withhold, withheld from uh, dropping. So yeah. this is exciting to just release it out into the wild. We don't really have very much of it, to be honest. Um, so it's kind of a, not, so not very limited run, but, Kind of. I guess it depends on how you, yeah. how you see it, how limited. Uh, but that being said, um, it's a very tasty coffee. It's a coffee that we cupped on the table. And we cupped it alongside of our current Elias and Shady Bader coffee, um, and which is tasty. It's a great coffee. It's a great um, just flavor profile. Really nice. But when you and I both cupped multiple coffees on the same yeah. cupping table... Tell us a little bit more, like, what was that first experience with this coffee?
1: Yeah. Uh, in our, basically, a sample roast, I this coffee stood out for one reason. It was, quote-unquote, cleaner than the other coffees. Uh, yeah. But it was still the heavy, like, body of a natural, and it was just, like, kind of a bigger, thicker coffee mm-hmm. in the mouthfeel as well. But it also had the acidity of... Well, I absolutely love the bourbon acidity that just is, juicy is not the right word. It's different kind of juicy. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily Kenyan juicy. Yeah, it's not, no. It's not, it's more of um, like a syrupy juicy, like this thick, or like a syrupy acidity, like this thick acidity, um, mm-hmm. it's soft, it just coats your mouth really, really well. Um, it's a different version of acidity than mm-hmm. you're used to, maybe tasting from a Ethiopian or like a Kenyan yeah. coffee. Yeah. Um, but I really enjoy uh, the Bourbon varietal. That's been like one of my big ones that that I've I'm always looking out for. Yeah. So um, the coffee automatically stood out for that. It's for um, that roundness of it that the, was absolutely excellent. The varietal yeah. plays
0: a massive difference. Yeah, and to give some perspective, this is really the same coffee as the Elias and Shady beta coffee that we have right now. Mm -hmm. It's from the same farm. It's a Virgil coffee. It's just a different, uh, slightly, I think it might've been processed slightly differently. Maybe not. Um, they're both anaerobic naturals, Mm -hmm. but, um, the flavor profile is significantly different. Yeah. And that just goes to show you can process the same, use the same processing, Mm -hmm. have a different varietal, and it's going to be a completely different coffee. Yeah. So really, if you enjoyed the Lys and Shady coffee that we have right now, the Virgil, um, if you liked it, I'd highly recommend you pick up a bag of this new Marta Ruby, um, which Marta Ruby is their mother. Mother. Yeah. Mother Mm -hmm. of Elias and Shady Bader. So they own the farm. Uh, Together And so uh, if you liked it, pick this up because it's just as tasty. In in my opinion, it's more tasty. And mostly because I'm also a fan of the bourbon varietal. To be honest, I just at this point, I'm like, I just want only a bourbon varietal uh, coffee lineup. Like, you know, you're getting a coffee from here. It's going to be a bourbon. Yeah. Like, it's just so iconic. And even now in recent, like, we've been cupping a lot of samples over the last Mm -hmm. three weeks uh, because there's some new coffees on the way. Uh, however, when we cup them, we're like, oh yeah, that's a bourbon. Yep. And we cup them blind. Of course, yeah. it's just that iconic that, and it's a flavor profile that I love. I enjoy yeah. you like it as well. And I honestly, I think it's, it's, it's pretty, it's really good. Yeah. I'm pretty stoked. I, uh, I think yeah. where you and I kind of, uh,
1: find different elements or nuances in the mm-hmm. coffees, like you keep saying it tastes like sweetened condensed milk, mm-hmm. or you even pulled stuff out like yogurt. Oh, saying, yeah, oh yeah, when you pop it open it has this kind of a yeah, milky yeah. lactic like yogurt like um fermentation on it yeah. um and i think that has to do a little bit of with the processing yeah. of that bourbon variety paired, paired yeah paired with, paired bourbon. with. yeah yeah um, and then the other like elements that i've been tasting is almost like a vanilla chocolate white chocolate um but white milky chocolate mm-hmm. i'm talking about if you um yeah, almost like the Hershey's cookies and cream yes. Uh, yes. chocolate bar, the white chocolate bar. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what it reminds me of.
0: Yeah, so. and it's not, and uh, this is going to be weird, Like, and we run into this all the time when we're putting tasting notes on mm-hmm. the back. Sometimes we're like, oh, that's milk chocolate, and so is that, yeah. but they're very different, different. milk chocolates, yeah. which is so weird. I don't know how to put it into words. Yeah, And what I will say is if you've had a chocolate from like a washed Guatemalan mm-hmm. or a washed Colombian or whatever, this isn't the same milk chocolate. No. It's no. It's, it's it's weirder to put yeah. it, and I think it's because there's a there's some processing going on there yeah. that makes it a little different, but wow. Um do you have the bag on you by any chance? What what were uh, the flavor notes that we put on there? We put uh, what do we put milk it? chocolate, grape, grape. No, we put white
1: chocolate. White chocolate? White
0: chocolate, grape, and stay hold tight, folks. Yeah. Bear. And and berry Just and berry. berry, yeah. In general, in general. yeah, because yeah. there there is some of that like berry sweetness, but yeah. really, uh, and there, on the flip side, if you've had our licensed shady Beta coffee mm-hmm. right now that that we have released already, and you weren't like a super huge fan of, I mean, I'd highly recommend you to go and pick this up, yeah. Because if you did like it, it's gonna be fun for nuance, and if mm-hmm. you didn't like it there's a good chance you might yeah. actually like this right so exactly. this is honestly i've um it's been a fun coffee and you know the flavor notes that we've been getting out off of it the interestingness um it was our first pick on the table I'm um, mm-hmm. sometimes i'm picking up stuff like crazy stuff like oreos off yeah. of it that i keep getting so a lot of it's just such an interesting coffee yeah. so um it's live now uh and i just realized that we have not name the coffee it's uh by the it's by the producer marta ruby which is elias and shady bader's mm-hmm. mother um from the el virgil farm it's a columbia tolima anaerobic natural processed bourbon varietal all the good stuff yeah there it is folks live on the website go ahead and give that a yeah. give that a whirl give that a taste and um yeah.
1: i think uh we haven't plugged you know what else uh these nice lids uh, the hats yeah there it yeah is, the yeah. hats yeah go ahead go ahead and snag a lid you know who needs sponsors when you can just uh
0: purchase things from the website and keep us going friends right? it's it's like you know maybe someday we'll have a patreon um who knows th- 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 there's a good chance maybe we'll have something or something similar mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. nfts which actually will play a part in the conversation because right. i think those two things can merge But we don't have either of those. So just pick up a hat. It'll keep your hat, keep your head noggin warm. (laughs) Keep your noggin looking trendy. Trendy. That's a good one. And uh, (laughs) it'll make you make your noggin look clean. So, um, and honestly, my favorite thing about wearing a hat is that when my hair looks horrible, (laughs) you just slap on these puppies on. Like today I woke up about an hour before one of my meetings and rushed out the door. So I just slapped this guy on and that yeah. looked good. So, yeah.
1: um, I mean, plus like, I mean, how can it get any better <laughs> when your hat says ROR? Just a uh, gentle reminder. <laughs> 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 yeah. Just keep roasting so Courtney for, for all
0: you roasters. Remember yeah. ROR is king. You're right there. <laughs> there you go. Beautiful. Oh, wow. um,
1: love to see it. All right. Well, I, I think one of the things is, um, i've been following your journey around nfts um I, I i remember uh uh chilling one night on the couch and sending you a bunch of videos about uh ethereum and uh, vi- uh what's mm-hmm. his name Vitali Buterin. Yeah. like i was fascinated with uh just the person yeah. who found ethereum and then um you and i were both like talking about the blockchain and the implications mm-hmm. and then uh, seeing how basically like countries like Estonia, where I was born, yeah, uh, yeah. took on the blockchain to run uh, some of their infrastructure. Yeah. Um, so all of that on the big scale was like super fascinating. And then uh, leading up to some recent events, when you sent me that video from Root and Branch mm-hmm. about uh, possibly moving to Bitcoin as a currency. Yeah. Um, for sales, like a lot of stuff is happening with one cryptocurrency and this new sphere of uh, economy trade but then also this whole talk of web 3 yeah
0: web 3 yeah.
1: um and this new version of how we interact with one another which mm-hmm. um correct me if i'm wrong web 3 has more or less to do with like the metaverse in a sense oh, and more of um uh what's the word i'm looking for uh mark zuckerberg used it um, augmented reality mm-hmm. and like virtual reality is that correct or K- kind of kind of, kind of. Yeah. and
0: once again folks we're not professionals we're not yeah. uh, wonderful wizards in this yeah however uh we we have looked into a little bit so little take bit. this with a grain for of salt and sure. this is just for discussion purposes yeah. i will say um I, w- I wouldn't fully agree with you yeah but at the same time a lot of these things they're not one does not equal another, right. but they're somehow yes. solely t- yeah. tied together. So yep. to really level the playing field, um, you know, cryptocurrency are not NFTs. And yes. NFTs yes. doesn't mean the blockchain. Yep. And the blockchain doesn't mean, you know, uh, metaverses. Yep. And now that Facebook coined the term metaverse, yep. meta, now all of a sudden you think it's Facebook. Well, the metaverse isn't Facebook. Isn't Facebook, right. And none of those things are actually one another. They're just, it's just think about it more as an organization of things that need each other to function. Not that Facebook, not that we need Facebook. I actually wish, hope that actually don't want Facebook in there because that kind of defeats the purpose of a lot of these things. But um, it's think about it more as like a collective pool of like, you have a roaster, you have a producer, you have a exporter, importer, you have a barista and a home barista. None of those two, none of those things are the same, but they need, they kind of work off of each other yeah, to, to enjoy it. So,
1: yeah, that's very good. So within all of that talk, when we started talking about all mm-hmm. those things, uh, classic Mark fashion, you bring up Gary V <laughs> uh, and if we talk about Gary a lot. I think we, um, definitely read, read his books, uh, followed mm-hmm. his journey. Um, everything from his wine journey to starting, uh, VaynerMedia, um, mm-hmm. all of the Gary stuff has been, we've even had a friend that's worked for Gary. Yeah, like yeah. there's a, a lot of, a lot of the things that, uh, actually I think the neat thing is like Gary inspires us one because he's also from the former Soviet union. Yeah. Um, so we have that connection too. Mm-hmm. So you were inspired by a, him launching a project called V friends. And you told me a lot about it like what caught your attention about v friends what like actually what piqued your curiosity
0: um i mean there was a collective things i've I've been following gary v for about you know five years before Mm -hmm. he dropped his v friends and really for me the biggest you know there's a lot of things that drew me towards towards gary v but um, like the his story, his past with the Soviet Union, his yep. immigrant lifestyle, which is so real to us. Sometimes yeah. I forget that I'm borderline an immigrant almost, yeah. which is crazy Like to yeah. think about that. And his his journey of being an entrepreneur, his relationship with his dad, yeah. which is very similar to kind of what we have going on in our family. And so um, kind of a lot of these things that he was speaking about and also the fact that he now owns a media agency and I work in video production and photography and which inherently kind of rolled into social media because now those things are so closely tied, Mm -hmm. closely tied together. And then hearing all the information that he put out was so beneficial in my, Mm -hmm. in my journey of being a videographer and doing social media management work, but also in starting mirror because he was one of the voices in my life that kind of pushed me over the edge of saying, dude, just go for it. Yeah. That was just like the little push the Mm -hmm. over the tip of the iceberg that really encouraged me and inspired me to just go for it. And so to me, all to wrap all of of that up, really, it comes down to that he added a lot of value into my life. And a lot of that value wasn't face to face. It was just simply through a virtual world, which, whether we want to admit it or not, everything you see on your device is a virtual world. It Mm -hmm. is actually non-existent. Mm -hmm. The fact that somebody can take a photo on a beach somewhere and show you all these beautiful things as if they're living this, you know, beautiful life. Yeah. For all we know, they could have just flown there, took that photo and flown back, but they actually are living the worst existence of their life. Yeah. Like, there's so many people that you know w- uh, watched our stuff and seen our photos and said dude Mir is this like you guys are just like this big massive coffee roasting company you guys are doing all these cool things and i'm like not really like yeah. you know like so in reality the stuff that you see on the internet is probably not true it's yeah. not real and so gary v though using this virtual thing that we call the internet mm-hmm added so much value to my life so when he dropped v friends i was intrigued and his history of being kind of right Mm and where trends go and how um human behavior works intrigued me that was my first intrigue is like why is he doing this and what's the point behind all this and he's already such a busy person why is he spending investing time into this so that alone it's my backstory that intrigued me Mm -hmm. to look into it so yeah
1: um the funny thing i'm like chuckling listening to you because uh i can only imagine if gary v was like standing right here on the other side of the mic one of his little uh uh videos whether that's on like TikTok or Mm -hmm. instagram he would be like let's have a goal let's have a goal like he would be like yeah my man come on like you'd be
0: hyped right
1: now how old are
0: you yeah (laughs) yeah 25 come on oh my gosh you have so many so much freaking time (laughs) you just have so much time you just gotta be patient (laughs) yeah just be
1: patient come on
0: um and i think that's
1: that energy like for me like what intrigued me about gary v was his energetic trash talk videos like when oh, he yeah, would go powerful. in yeah. and then um what's the one where it's like undervalued or over uh oh, under over we need to do that yeah
0: it's uh, uh overrated underrated yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: so like that kind of conversation and then the fact that he is a wine person which mm-hmm. has to do with flavor the way we pre- like perceive coffee yeah, yeah. there was a tie in that yeah so that's that's what intrigued me but then when i heard you talking about v friends i was like Hmm, interesting Mm -hmm. like i I wasn't fully on board i didn't dive into the books for because unfortunately at that point i wasn't having the best financial situation i needed to spend my money wisely i had no room for investments and Mm -hmm. it wasn't that much it was like i don't know 300 400 bucks you know what i mean and i kind of passed on investment and then cashed out made some money on all of my investments and lived off of that for a little while so i wasn't in the right space and now of course i'm like man i wish i had the yeah. money back then to invest because yeah. i would have um what intrigues me is the fact that it is kind of like weird it's hand-drawn little animals symbols everybody makes fun
0: of them it's ugly yeah
1: it's hilarious but like <laughs> you and i talk about it a lot like wonderful wizard like you know what i mean like patient pig like oh, my favorite one is um is the fox? Dang it! With the cafe the flexing scene, fox. The flexing fox. He's just yeah. hovering yeah. right there in the cafe scene. But there's so many different elements of like it's basically like a string of collectibles. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Or what else? What else is tied behind? Because it's not just buying a JPEG. There's more to it, right?
0: Yes. Oh man, that's such a loaded question. But yeah. I want to go back to what you said about like. I mean, you weren't in a financial place to invest into into it mm-hmm. because, well, life, you know, yeah. you have other things to take care of. And I just want to preface this by saying, like, there are a lot of scams out there.
1: Yeah, oh, that's good.
0: NFTs, yeah. the whole space, because it's so young and new and there's a bunch of wild, you know, wild rascals running around in that space. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just... Just rascals. <laughs> yeah. That's what they're. That's what they are. You know, hackers, people who are gonna scam somebody else. There's a lot of that, you guys. It's not a perfect yeah. space, but I think that soon enough it's gonna get ironed out. Yeah. Like, since when did you stop using the internet because you got hacked? Mm-hmm. Like right. recently, you know, w- w- Watson Counter, the oh, Instagram just got right. hacked. You know, and I'm like, well, that didn't stop me from using it. Right. So I think over time it's gonna get ironed out, but. Yeah, there's a lot of bad things that happen. Mm-hmm. People lose money, people win money. But really, I want to get past the uh, this idea of like um of like this is all about just making a quick buck flip. People yeah. are like, "Oh my gosh, I'm making millions yeah. on NFTs." That's not the point. This I think a lot of people are missing the big picture to it all, and it's actually leading them to causing making problems in their life. Yeah. And you're right. If you can't afford to invest into it because right now it's a little pricey really um Mm -hmm. don't do it because it's just not smart but what you can do is educate yourself Mm -hmm. look into it look a little more into it beyond the news headlines the new york post or the new york times whatever go and do some research Mm -hmm. what's the infrastructure behind it what's the systems around it that make it what it is and i think that's more valuable but you know to get that out of the way um also um you asked about what what the, what the, what you asked about the value
1: yeah uh, basically like apart from it just being a collectible oh okay, um, yeah, yeah, because yeah. for me yeah. like i i mean i just want to reaffirm what you just said about mm-hmm. um doing the research like mm-hmm. i would say like peek peek at this and if you see and observe like a lot of people are kind of aligning around this model i mean mm-hmm. the, the fact that i just posted on my story um, that one video with Snoop Dogg dancing yeah, yeah. to, you know, my money doesn't, w- w- whatever, yeah, my yeah. money folds. Yeah, with him wearing a Bored Ape sweatshirt. Yeah. Like, that's an NFT, yeah. the Bored Apes, and now it's also a currency, right? Or something, they're know. working something on something. Crazy, wild. Yeah. But anyway, what I'm saying with that is, if you're seeing these trends, there has to be a reason, like, behind it. Right, like, what right. is it? Is it just a fad? Because those Those exist, exist yeah. Yeah, or is there some practical, like some actually validity to mm-hmm. this popularity because everything that goes mainstream has a reason for it to be mainstream yes why yes. is music on the radio that's mainstream well enough people like it and it's right right and it's mainstream right, yeah doesn't it mean it's for everyone yeah, yeah yeah so like for me it wasn't necessarily even the investment like the way i saw it is almost like man like they're almost like fancy collectible like cards and i like love like cards in general. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a collectible item. But then the more I looked into it, the more I talked to you, the more yeah. I realized that not only is it a collectible, it has actually some kind of value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outside of hype and yeah. like clout.
0: And right? we, we can't we can't, you know, dismiss the fact of collectability is actually a big part of our culture. Yeah. We can't. Um for example, like I grew up and every birthday that I had for like five mm-hmm. years straight, I got a pack of sports cards that I would put into card sleeves. And that the, the thought behind it was, I mean, you never know what you're going to get in a pack of cards. Yeah, you it open exciting. it, it's exciting. And who knows, 10 years down the line, they may be worth something. Right. Because there's a collectability factor. And that was before collectability was cool, actually. Yeah you guys uh were were buying that for my birthday every single year which was fun for me and now i get Mm -hmm. to look back and yeah those cards aren't worth anything but there's something interesting there that is intriguing um and collectability even let's take the comics yeah right now one of the some of the biggest movies that are coming out are literally retells of a story that were written in comic form right And now those original comics are actually worth an ungodly amount. Right. Yeah. There is a sense of collectability. Is it for everyone? No. Because, well, I mean, who's not all of us think, you know, a comic book is worth a million dollars,
1: but paintings right?
0: or, or paintings, you know? So, so, so that's definitely, there's a collectability aspect, but it's a collectible now that's not tangible, but it's a collectible that happens on the internet and I know a lot of people are gonna be like, well, can't you just screenshot it? Well, that's where the blockchain actually comes into play. The blockchain is actually, uh, we need to stop thinking about it in terms of uh, web Mm 2.0, which is the internet that we use right now, where yeah, you can actually download a video from YouTube, Mm -hmm. show it to your mom and say, look, I made this video. Yeah. She doesn't know, and you know, and that's, and you can actually not only download it and show it to your mom, you can actually re upload it to your own YouTube yeah. and pretend like it's your videos. right? Like you can do that, but that's a, that's a very web 2.0 mentality. A web 3.0 is a completely different infrastructure where you can actually see if you own it or not. Yeah. If it was a screenshot or not, that's actually recorded in a database. Yeah, And so, um, so the collectability aspect is huge, uh, but also there's something interesting that comes along with this, with these, um, with these, uh, with these, with these NFTs or these these drawings or these, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, these these images or drawings. Yeah. Um, there's w- the interesting thing with Gary Vee's project that was he didn't just release it as just somebody who draws pictures as a collectability form. Even though the collectability itself for yeah. him, for a person like him would already be worth it Mm -hmm. but what he did interesting is he started to tie certain things in with the drawings and the images that you would buy as an nft for example every person who dropped who bought his v friends series one nft they all automatically with your nft got access to the next three years of a conference he's gonna throw Mm-hmm. Every year there's going to be a conference, and you get access to the conference, and only people who have the NFT can get into this conference. Yeah. Here's the thing, because like what I said in Web three, you can actually track who owns it. Well, you'll get to the door admission, and you'll be able to. They'll be able to say, "Hey, do you have the NFT or not?" Yeah. It's going to be e- very easily. Are you going to be able to tell? Right. So, that's the cool thing, though. He ad- he took this thing where you can track who has it and then he added a value with yeah. it and said hey now you get these perks of you can go to the conference yeah and the conference right now just if you bought the nft back when it first dropped to go to that conference three years in a row is already worth it right for example like this vcon which is happening actually in like two weeks mm-hmm. or something in 10 days snoop Dogg is going to be there uh or um Pharrell will Farrell Williams yeah, Pharrell, right? yeah. Pharrell is going to be there like he his guest list is massive and mm-hmm. it's some of the most popular biggest artist I just bought tickets to an Odessa concert that cost yeah. me 75 bucks yeah you're gonna get all day three days straight for three years straight right so that alone There's something there. There's something value. But then, even on top of that, he had a couple different NFTs that added even more value. Not only do you get to go to the VCon, but you get to have, you know, five FaceTime sessions with him individually and ask him Mm -hmm. any questions. There's actually uh, an NFT where you can actually go fishing with him.
1: Oh, that's dope. I'd take that. Where you can go. Yeah, we would take that. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, Or you can go, like, wine tasting with him. Like so when you attach that to an nft it begins to look a little different than just a collectible than just an image yeah it's you can see it more as like it's actually like a like a pass
1: yeah so there's two different uh sets of value being presented Mm -hmm. in an nft the collectible aspect of it that's what i'm hearing like that's a big deal that's a a very big deal we can't discount that but then there's also a practical um the utility. value that's the utility okay the there utility. you go the utility of the nft mm-hmm. uh, that if we just kind of boil down nfts just to those two elements mm-hmm. uh, for me that's uh very um inspiring like that piques my curiosity yeah yeah because now we take that concept um take that model of like V friends and try to take that perspective into like the coffee industry and what we do as coffee professionals, but all, mainly like for us as Mir, how we can utilize those ideas um, to incorporate into our business model that is going to go into this arena of web three. Mm-hmm. Like, so what would that look like? There are uh, coffee NFTs. We saw those. They weren't a big hit. Yeah. Um, but someone went for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But what are some implications that you would see, like okay, how do you translate v friends into like i don't know mirror friends,
0: yeah, mirror friends that's yeah. great, um I think honestly, the biggest thing is how do we uh, you know whether that's business- w- whatever whether that's business, whether you're a barista at the cafe, whether you're mm-hmm. a roaster, whether you're an importer, export, whatever you do, whether you're a producer you should always be thinking about how can I serve the people that want what I have to offer. If that is not the foundational point, then we're missing, we're missing it all. If you're, if your motive is simply to make a quick buck yeah. to make money off of somebody, to exploit somebody, to do something, we, we can't have this conversation. Yeah. And for me, I know like, we've always been from the beginning reflect what's good how Mm -hmm. do we reflect good things to the people to other people around us in our communities and even abroad how do we reflect good things so that their lives are a little better Mm -hmm. and whether that's sustainable you know um sourcing practices and building relationships or we make your life better by dropping the to ruby coffee and you have something tasty this morning yeah which actually does make your life better right it makes it a little bit more enjoyable and so when we think about when i'm when i'm thinking about nfts for mere my thought is how do i add value to people's lives not just as like a collectible piece Mm -hmm. like a mere signature collectible piece but how do we add value in a utility function as well Mm -hmm. that is intriguing for people and for people, for you to understand, for those who of you are listening, um, think about like, do you have a Patreon to Lance Hendricks' Patreon? Do yeah. you, are you signed up for Jonathan Gagney's Patreon? Mm-hmm. Are you signed up for April Coffee with Patrick Rolfe, I think? Um, he has a Patreon. Like Or uh, Kyle. I think uh, Kyle Roswell as well. Roswell or Roselle? Roselle. Roswell Roselle, Roselle. Roselle, <laughs> Roselle, Roselle, Roselle. Uh, Roselle. Uh, these people have Patreons that give you exclusive rights to a certain thing, as long as you keep paying them on a monthly basis. Yeah. That's a very similar concept, but with NFTs, where you can have this token, this collectible piece, but then if you have the collectible piece, you have access to mm-hmm. some benefits, whether that's with Kyle and Lance and Jonathan, it's there, they, they just share information. Yeah. Yeah. So so the, the, the utility there that could be is, Maybe we do something similar to that. Maybe we start like a roasting, um, maybe not school, but like a mastermind class. Yeah. Where if you have the NFT, you're in this group and we offer, you know, our services to you. We help you. We cup coffees together. We have a tight-knit group. But the cool thing is maybe one day you're like, well, I learned a lot from these guys. I don't really need to continue them. What can you do? Instead of like a Patreon, you yeah. just cancel. You can actually turn around and sell so, yeah. the token, yep. and now you can make some of that money back, and somebody else can utilize the 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 beautiful utility and the perks of that. Yeah. Does that does that make sense? Yeah, exactly. So I, I I might have not answered your question. No. Super. Makes, but I'm yeah. just trying to add once again trying to add value and context yeah. to what the implications of this look like even though there's so much more that i want to say i just don't want to we need we'll have another episode of this later i
1: mean for example my thought is uh, on the episode where micah and i were talking yeah he mentioned very specifically it's like the coffee that really touched him was Mm -hmm. the 2020 crop of jorge mendez yes imagine if there was a coffee dropped exclusively to nft holders to experience this limited crop Like we would, it wouldn't be like excluding other folks, but it would be including a group that has basically delivered a form of commitment via purchasing an NFT. That's a form of financial commitment that we said, hey, thank you for investing. We took the money that you invested and we bought this limited COE Gesha that costs, Mm -hmm. you know, $200 a pound. And now you get to partake of that investment on a very practical level. But that NFT is also a limited amount. So yeah. it's like a collectible. Yeah. So it's a limited group of people that now can sell or pass on this NFT yeah. for other people for an upcoming yeah. maybe
0: drawing. Yeah, like, imagine, you know what I mean? imagine if we dropped a Jorge Mendez NFT, so to speak, and took the cool thing with this is that we can take 10% of the earnings that we make and simply just give it to Jorge for innovation on the farm level and say, there's a small community that loves your coffee that just wanted to invest in you. But also in return, we keep sourcing coffee from him. We roast it to what we think is the most dialed, which people are enjoying. And then imagine now we get to pass this, this coffee on to somebody else um, for them to enjoy it at home. But now because you have a token, Think about it. Like on Instagram, you go on somebody's feed. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about like you go on Kyle, Kyle Roswell, Roselle's feed or Chris's feed. And you see, oh man, they have a rocket. They have a Slayer, all these mm-hmm. things. But imagine you go on there, a feed of some sort and you're like, oh, this guy's part of the Jorge Mendes NFT community. Yeah. And imagine every year from there on, you get shipped coffee. The yeah. freshest, exclusive drop before everybody yeah. else does, and you actually also are a fostering community. Yeah. So it's like now you have a thing that you can enjoy, a drink. Yeah. You invested into the farm level, but also guess what? The, this is the most important thing: is that you're also building community yeah. amongst a sort a, a close group of people yeah. that enjoy Jorge Mendez's coffee. Yeah, and that maybe it gets even better. We go to Origin and we take one of the people who hold a jorge mendes nft yeah we take you out of a random drawing yeah we take you on an origin trip to go to origin all paid for all inclusive yeah and then for the other v, uh v friends oh, yeah. no the other holders yeah we get to jump have jorge jump on a facetime call with all of them yeah do you, yeah like i hope some of you are starting to think about like oh this is this is actually really powerful. Yeah. And imagine if you could do that every single year, yeah. because you're you have a token that gives you access to it. And then when you you know you got sick of Jorge Mendez's coffee, I don't know why you would. Yeah. Uh, you turn around, you sell it to Billy Joe Bob. Yeah. Who gets a chance at going to the next origin trip?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So to a degree, what I hear you saying is, one, this may not be for everyone, because the level mm-hmm. of commitment isn't the may not be appealing to someone who just wants to sip on a Jorge Mendez coffee in the morning for a month and that's it. But for someone who has this desire, who is like falling in love with this coffee, but they're also passionate about um, serving the producer. They're passionate of investing into origin. They're passionate about um, ethical trade across Mm -hmm. the whole supply chain. They're like, I want to take that passion and put my money where my passion is mm-hmm. and invest to connect closer to the producer so a project sure. like this not only is beneficial for one just like Mir as a whole it's beneficial for the whole supply chain and actually it's beneficial to get the um to get the producer connected with the consumer yeah Br- bridge it's bridges bridging the gap on a deeper level yeah because now the consumer can directly um, invest into the producer if the producer is yeah. on board with creating this coffee, right? Because you can't. It's it's impossible to have this method. Maybe it's not, but it's very difficult to have this method be commoditized, where it's mm-hmm. just available for all. You have to start small. So yeah. this small beginning yeah. is a version
0: of like taking it that much farther. And somebody might say, why don't you just have a Patreon account? Well. Because you don't get the collectible aspect, yeah. like, I mean, the fact that like there are still people who say, "Oh, like I'm in a Discord cha- Discord with other coffee people," and there, some of them are like, "Oh man, that 2019 roast of you know Virgil's coffee from exactly. I'm just giving an example from Hatch or whatever was so tasty, it's memorable. Yeah. yeah, because we remember that. Yeah, coffee industry doesn't really do it so as well as the wine industry, for example. Mm-hmm. They're a little bit more intense say than that. Bottles. Yeah, but. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of that similar, similar aspect, but mm-hmm. also what you can't do with a Patreon is you can't sell your subscription to somebody. Mm-hmm. You can't pass, pass it on. You also uh, with the fact that, I mean, let's not lie. A lot of us actually live inside of the internet. Yeah, exactly. A big part of it. Like, yeah. you know, pull up your phone right now. If you're listening to this podcast, still pull up your phone, check your average hourly time you spend on your phone. And yeah. if it's above four hours a day, listen, you're, you're living 25% of your life inside of a world that does not exist.
1: Yeah. yeah <laughs> Think exactly. about that. And it has and, value to you. It's important. And it ha- it has you. value. I I mean, not, I'm not, some, yeah. yeah.
0: And I'm not going to say, I'm not going to shoot you down. To some degree it
1: has a l- too much value for some yeah, people. Yeah. It, ha- yeah. it
0: has value. What yeah. I'm trying to say is that even though it's virtual, there's actually value to that. Yeah. And yeah and so so you know that those are just some ideas but imagine if we like something i actually really we will for sure drop an nft and the implications of it would be ridiculous like if we had a one of one nft that would be insane like if we were to open up a cafe for example if you hold this one-on-one uh nft you every single coffee that we drop you are the first person you get first batch sent shipped to your house mm-hmm. at no charge, not even a subscription. Imagine if you're in town, if you're local here and you have this NFT, you get all pourovers free on us. Yeah. You just go, you have the NFT, boom, it's free. And then once a year, you get to go in on an all-inclusive origin trip with us to the farm of your desire. Yeah. And there's... And the cool thing with like NFTs is that they're correlated with smart contracts, which is a whole different conversation. It gets crazy, but anytime you can you can modulate the perks. Yeah, totally. You can one day just wake up and say, Cool, the person who owns that one of one NFT gets ten percent of Mir. Yeah. And you just became part owner of a coffee roasting company overnight.
1: Yeah. yeah that's it, the implications can get pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a good convo. It's an exciting convo. Um, with all of that said, like we get the skepticism behind NFTs, get it for Yeah. sure. It's still new. It's got a lot of, um, room to grow, iron mm. out all the details. There's a lot of hype about it. We get that. Um, but I also wouldn't discount it, yeah. you know, uh, start learning like Gary says like what, what does he say? Like take like eight months to study something, eight hours a day. or Something like that. that. Do your homework on it. Um, Stay on the radar, like laugh at it, make a couple of jokes, but keep learning. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Keep 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 learning learning. for sure. So hopefully um, this conversation inspires you to think outside of the box of, what it means to be even connected deeper to origin and what these kind of trends could potentially mean to our society as a whole, to what we value and how we value different things that don't always look like a uh, solid coffee cup. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's crazy. It's, um, and yeah, I'm still doing my homework. I still don't understand everything. So take everything with a grain of salt, but really if you made it this far, thank you so much for listening and we really appreciate the time that you've taken to listen. And we appreciate the community around this podcast that you guys come back and keep listening. That's awesome. Share this with, you know, a coffee person that is super skeptical about NFTs. Yeah. Just share it to them and be like, dude, look at uh, this. Look yeah. at these two guys yeah. talking about some scam. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, w- I want to see the yeah. DMs get hot. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. Leave your comments. Um, send us a DM on, mess on you know, on Instagram or email us, whatever. But thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, We really appreciate y'all hanging around. But that being said, like always, reflect what's good.